0: All right. We're going back to Revelation. We're going back to Revelation. And we're going to pick up uh, where we left off. And we're going to be talking about uh, the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm hoping that we will get well, we will get into uh Revelation chapter 20 on tonight. Uh, but we're going to come back and there's so much going on in with the coming of the Lord. Uh, so much is going to happen with the coming of the Lord. There's so many different aspects that you can look at um, with with the coming of the Messiah. Um, We're going to cover just one of those aspects on tonight, and uh, we'll probably cover just another aspect on next Wednesday if the Lord tarries. Amen. And even then, we won't have covered it all, but uh, we will be to the end of this thing. There's only 22 chapters in uh, Revelation, but there's so much, so much <laughs> uh, just mind boggling. Uh, you know, when you go down one path and you say, well, I want to talk about this and I want to tell about that. And the saints need to know about this. Uh, it's it just when God begins to open up your understanding. Amen. And everybody, when you read your Bible, ask God for an understanding. Amen. Uh, And certainly people have doctorate in um, uh, religious studies. They have theology degrees, uh, degrees in uh, divinity and, and so much. Come on, somebody. My God. But they don't even understand the gospel. They don't even understand the baptism in Jesus name and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. These things um, Mary said he's hidden it from the wise and the prudent and has revealed it unto babes. Amen. So before you read your word, uh, ask God to reveal it unto you. The Bible says, except we become as a child, we will in no way inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, Lord, uh, you know, reveal it unto the babes. Amen. I want to be one of those babes that he reveals his word to. All right. When we look around and see what's going on and so much is happening uh, in this world, we're seeing a whole lot of um, uh, if you if we're reading and I, hopefully you're following along with me and you have your Bible out, we're seeing a whole lot of um, things that are we're talking about in the Bible that we're dealing with right now coming to pass right before our very eyes. Um, we're seeing a whole lot of anti-Semitic views um, that are uh, cropping up, even becoming even more bold, uh, more prevalent in our days. Uh, we see that the, the world hate Jews. Uh, we see uh, anti-Semitism everywhere we look. Uh, and this is no more than uh, Satan working through man's evil heart. Amen. their way of thinking. Uh, somehow uh, we have individuals think that somehow uh, the existence of a certain race or a certain group of people somehow is denying or depriving them of their quality of life. Somebody has cheated them. Um, the study that's uh, being revealed even in uh, the Capitol riot as the Uh, The story is being unfolded and investigated. Most of these people that stormed the Capitol, a lot of them are in bankruptcy. Uh, A lot of them didn't even vote. (laughs) Uh, A a lot of them are ex-military individuals uh, somehow that feel that they have been um, cheated, disenfranchised. And and certainly uh, we all know uh, we're, talking, we're going to be talking soon about the power, uh, that sword that comes out of the mouth of God, truth, and how powerful that truth is. You know, when he fights this battle of Armageddon, he's just going to speak. That sword that comes out of his mouth is going to speak. So we, we're going to experience the power of truth, but we have also experienced the power of a lie. Now here are all of these people, disenfranchised people, and you got somebody that will not admit that they lost a fair and free election, and nobody on uh, the other side stood up and to say, uh, "No, Mr. Trump, you lost this election fair and square." And people's minds were deceived. After I'm looking and I'm seeing this unfolding, there's a lot of people believe that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States. My God. And if somebody would have just stood up and spoke truth, the embarrassment, uh, the destruction, I know somebody that we experienced on the 6th, Amen. It wouldn't have happened. My God, the power of a lie, deception. People lost their lives, lost their lives all over a lie. Amen. So this is that spirit, that spirit that's being um, it's growing. A lot of people agree now and going along with uh, Q9 and the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys and all of these Uh, groups, uh, the neo-Nazis that say Jews will not replace us. Come on, somebody. All of this we're seeing is happening. Uh, And we certainly know that um, if a man hates God's people, uh, that's the Jews. uh, They're also going to hate us. Come on, somebody. Uh, They're going to hate the church. They're going to hate you. Uh, But Matthew 5 and 11 through 12 said, blessed are ye. When men shall revile you and prosecute you, persecute you, and they'll say all manner of evil against you, what? Falsely, for my sake. Amen. He also went on to say, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they they, the prophets which were before you. Amen. So we see that satanic spirit now working. It's working among us today. um, It's just come out in the um, news about the increased attack on Asian Americans. Come on, somebody. Uh, I don't know if that's because uh, um, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris has that uh, mix in her blood. Uh, All minorities now are being targeted. Amen. And and certainly that's not going to be the end of it. Uh, the nations are going to rise up against the church. Uh, there's, uh, you have uh, China and Russia, that it's, it's against the law to be Christian. Uh, and, matter of fact, our government is going to turn against the church. Amen. Uh, now, remember, uh, in uh, the prophecy in Revelation, which we're reading, it is the beast upon whom the woman rides. Uh, that destroys the church the woman come on somebody she's riding upon the beast the beast being the governmental piece uh, the woman being the church uh, the false bride she's a prostitute she's a whore Uh, she's pretending to be the bride of christ Uh, but it's actually the governmental piece that kills the woman come on somebody So all of this that we're uh, seeing and reading right here in Revelation, it's coming to pass. Even the nations are going to turn against Israel. Uh, Israel, the Jews, are God's chosen people, amen? And God himself, and that's what we're uh, um, reading tonight, God himself, he's going to have to come back and wage war against the nations, Otherwise, they would totally devour God's people, his church I'm on, somebody. But we know a God, a man that sits on the throne. Bible says he sits high and he looks low and he's concerned about each and every one of us. All right. Let's go to Revelation, the 19th chapter. 19th chapter. We'll finish up there. We'll go into... Uh, Chapter 20, and we're going to cover just one aspect, one aspect of the returning of the Lord. And as I say, there's so many. I I, I narrowed it down to two. We'll cover the first aspect of his return on tonight. And then on next Wednesday, if the Lord tarries, we'll cover another aspect. Uh, They're very interesting, very interesting and gives you a real look into the real heart of man. We don't even know uh, that our hearts are desperately wicked. The Bible said, who can know it? My God, you'd be surprised at what people think. I'm not talking about this heart that pumps the blood, this major artery here. I'm talking about this heart here, the seat of man's affection. You'd be surprised at what people think and what they will do. And as a matter of fact, uh this old flesh will uh surprise you as to what you yourself will do if the circumstances are right. Amen. All right, let's uh everybody should have their bible follow along with me. Let's read it. We're blessed when we read this prophecy. Uh when we uh talk about hear this prophecy. That's what the, the bible says. Amen, and I believe God. Amen. All right. It says, uh, Revelation 19, and we're going to pick it up in verse 11. We've gone through the uh, front of this. We see uh, Jesus coming in in all of his glory. And that's what he says in Luke uh, 21. And everybody's going to see me coming on the cloud in my glory. Look what John says. And I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon uh, him was called faithful and true. My God. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew. And certainly um, we we dealt with this when it says no man knew. We're going to see him as we've never seen him before. All right. Uh, Nobody knew it, but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And we know that it was his own blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And his name is called what? The word of God. And who was that became flesh and dwelt among us? That was Jesus. So we're right back to that name, that name that is above every other name. His name is Jesus and the armies. But we're going to see him as we have never seen him Before the songwriter said, And we shall behold him. My God, what a day of rejoicing that's going to be! And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon the white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it it should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of his fierceness and wrath of the almighty God. And he have on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, what is he? He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun and he cried with a loud voice saying unto all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven. Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth And their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and his army. Amen. We certainly know who that was. Jesus is coming back and he has a whole lot of people with him. We know that to be the saints. Amen. And the beast uh, was taken and him, the false prophet who wrought miracles before him, uh, which had deceived them and had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. Both these were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. My God, so now, we are witnessing the battle of Armageddon. We asked that question, how foolish for men to think that you're going to fight and war against God, amen. And how long would that battle last? Well, it's all done. Uh, God shows up uh, with his army. He does not have to fight. Now, remember, they got all their intercontinental intercontinental ballistic missiles, all of their warheads, all of their mines, all of their AR-15s, all of their AK uh, rifles and and everything. They show up with everything. Come on, somebody. Uh, Even the farmers uh, show up. Remember, uh, uh, he said, let the weak say that I'm strong. They took their plowshares and they beat them into swords and they took their uh, pruning hooks and beat them into staves. Come on, everybody came out. To fight against God and God just spoke. Come on somebody. The power of truth it comes out of his mouth. My God, we've seen the destruction of a lie. We've been living that for years. But my God, now we're going to see the power of truth. He's just going to speak it and he's going to call for the beast of the field and the fowl of the air come my God, and dine. And they're going to just lick up their blood and eat their flesh and be full just by the word of God comes out. of How long does that battle last? Well, it's all over. Out of all of that buildup, out of all of that talk, and all the nations have gathered at Megiddo, the Valley of Jehoshaphat, um, and certainly that battle of Armageddon, and God is going to speak with his mouth and it's all done. All right. God, even, he spends more time and that's what we're going to deal with tonight. He spends more time setting up his millennial kingdom than he does in the war. I mean, the war is over, but we have a whole lot of scripture to deal with setting up his millennial kingdom. Uh, that thousand years of peace. And that's what millennial is. Uh, mill mill mil, uh, a thousand. Ennio is uh, a year, 1,000 years. Amen. And certainly God is now going to start his systematic. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, we're just going to just like that. And, and you know, we're all going to be in heaven and we're going to live happily ever after. No, God's got a point to prove. And this is what I'm talking about. This is just dealing with one aspect of his return, and there's so many things, so many things God is going to set in order uh, upon his return. Uh, he, uh, he has a point to prove. He has a point to prove uh, during that uh, seven thousand years or seven years of that tribulation period. People are going to be born. Uh, there's a lot of people that's still going to be left uh, upon this earth uh, that are going to survive. And certainly God is going to come back and sort things out. And he's got a point to prove. He's going to find out, amen, who is going to be true to him and who is going to miss out. All right. So he's setting up a systematic program. He's setting up his new government. The Bible says we're going to serve as kings and priests with him. Amen. He is going to reign and he is going to set up. A kingdom here on earth. Yes, a kingdom here on earth. He's going to rule for a thousand years. And after that thousand years have finished, he is going to turn it over to David. My God. And David is going to rule. David is going to sit on that um, throne and rule uh, thereafter. All right. So now Daniel gives us now. Remember, Daniel, uh, he was very concerned about his people. And we have read a lot of what uh, God revealed unto him. But then there was something that uh, God told him, Daniel, you run along because this is going to be sealed until the end. And this is not for you. Uh, But this is something that's going to be revealed at the end. And that's where we are now. And God is revealing it unto us. All right. Uh, Let's go to Daniel, the 12th chapter. Daniel, the 12th chapter, we're going to pick it up at seven and we're going to read down through verse 10. Amen. God is adding some time where he's going to set up his millennial kingdom, his millennial reign. Amen. And certainly Daniel uh, asked and inquired and God shared with him um, a portion of it. But then he's sharing with us the rest. All right. Look what he says. And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times and half and a half. All right. And when he shall have a, uh, shall have accomplished to scatter uh, the power of the holy people, all of these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Uh, and that's a, a lot of um, in the study of revelation and, and, and God. You, you have to pray and ask God to give you a revelation because I find myself saying that a lot. I heard, but I understood not. <laughs> My God. Uh, then I said, oh Lord, oh, Lord, oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? I, I want to understand what what in the world is going on here. All right. And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Daniel, you go your way. This is going to be sealed until the end, and I will reveal it unto them when the time is right. And guess what? We're dealing with that now. Uh, we, the Lord is soon to come, and this ain't the time of the end. I don't know when would be. Come on, somebody. My God. So he said the uh, the wicked people will continue to be wicked, even when they see uh, the things, the times of the end. the Bible has already prophesied perilous times are going to come. Noisome pestilence will be in the land. Uh, Diverse earthquakes. Look at the weather weather pattern that we're we're where God's creation is just upset. But guess what he said? The wicked gonna continue to be on be wicked. There, uh, as more as we see more of this prophecy being revealed, uh it's revealed unto them too, but they're gonna continue in their wicked ways. All right. Uh the vision to Daniel, he said it's going to be for a time, times and a half. All right. Now we've studied this um multiple times. In our uh, study of Revelation, time, times, and a half time is three and a half years. Anytime you see that in the Bible, and it's represented in the Bible a couple times, but remember, it's always referring to the tribulation period. All right. Tribulation period. All right. What does he say? Time, times, that time is one year. Two times, uh, times is two years and a half is a half year. Three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation period. It's also referred to time times and a half times. It's referred to as forty-two months, and it's also referred to as one hundred two thousand and sixty days. We've covered this. We've covered this in this study. It's talking about that same half. Uh, period of time of the seven year tribulation period. All right. 1260 days, 42 months, time, times, half time, time, times. And what is this? And, and a half. It's all three and a half years of the seven year tribulation period. So we know exactly what God is is saying to Daniel in this particular passage. All right, so when Jesus comes at the end of the tribulation period, and we know that's when he's coming, we read that in uh, uh, Revelation 16. At the end of that tribulation period, uh, he said, it it is finished. (laughs) I finished pouring out my wrath. Now it's time for me to come and settle the account. Come on, somebody. All right, but we see here, In um, the vision that's given unto Daniel, when he said, I hear, but I don't understand. Uh, More time is being added because he says in verse eight, look what he says. I heard, but I understood not. Lord, what's going on? What shall be the end of these things? And he told Daniel as much as revelation he gave to Daniel, Daniel, the book is sealed until the end. So now this being revealed unto each and every one of us uh, who are at the end, this is the end. We're living in the last days, all right? Look at verse 11 and 12. He says, and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up There shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and it says five and thirty days, but that's a thousand three hundred and thirty five days. Uh, But go thy way until the end be for thou shalt rest and stand in the lot at the end of the days. My God so um we see here he's letting daniel know uh that tribulation period now we know god is coming at the end of the tribulation period but at midweek i'm hoping that you all are remembering this what is midweek that's half of the tribulation period three and a half years uh the antichrist is going to build that temple he's going to sit on the throne And cause the people to worship him. And that's going to be the abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel uh, when he says here, um, and from that time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away. Uh, Don't sacrifice to God no more. I want you all to sacrifice to me. All right. He's going to set himself up. As God, but we know that the, the uh, three witnesses, the two witnesses, have been telling them all the time: This is not your Messiah. Don't take His mark in your hand or on your on your forehead, uh, uh, because if you do, there's no restoration for you. Come on, somebody. All right. So when it be taken away, and the abomination that maketh desolate, set up is set up, there shall be. A thousand two hundred and ninety days. Um, Wait a minute now. A thousand two hundred and ninety days is not a thousand two hundred and sixty days. Anybody get that? Uh, Our math scholars. uh, There's been 30 days. Added to it. And then he says something, something else. Blessed is he that waiteth. And cometh to the thousand three hundred and thirty five days. Uh, wait a minute now. Uh, that's another forty five days added to the end of the tribulation period. And, and he's telling Daniel, well, blessed be the one that survives that last forty five days. So the thirty days and the forty days, we now have seventy days added to the end of the tribulation period that God told uh, Daniel, I'm not going to, that's sealed. It's not going to be revealed unto you, uh, Daniel, you're going to sleep with your, uh, uh, with the fathers. And in that time, uh, you will, will receive your reward at the end. But I'm not revealing unto you what's going to happen. That book is closed until the time of the end. All right. But he says, but go thy way to the end. To the end be for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot in the end of days, my God, he says many are going to be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand isn't that something uh isn't that uh interesting how uh, many of um, and I, I don't mean to be political, but the, the political stage right now is where the conversation is. You know, people say don't mix uh, religion and politics. If if you don't do that, you're missing you're missing what's going on, what's happening right now. Isn't it amazing how a lot of our Congress men and women and those are of the Senate uh, that understand the scriptures that says a house divided against itself. Can't stand, yet they continue on uh, with their divisive ways. Uh, even as the uh, the scriptures are being fulfilled, I mean they, you know, uh, a lot of them are scholars on on the Bible. They know uh, the the noisome pestilence. Come on, somebody, the the wars and rumors of war. They know all about this. They they know the word. They don't have the revelation of the word. I don't think they do. Yet, if they did, we would have some people that uh, in Senate and Congress that have been baptized in Jesus' name filled with the gifted Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Uh, but they know all of these things, but yet the wicked are going to continue to do wickedly. Come on, somebody. They're going to continue to do wicked things. Amen. Uh, But go thy way until the end, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot in the end of the days. Amen. So we see that. We see that happening. It's prevalent uh, among us uh, right now. But uh, God has let Daniel know that there's going to be 75 days added to the end of the tribulation period you uh, you say, well, Pastor, I thought you said the tribulation is going to be seven years. It is until God come back <laughs> and he's going to add more time for him to set up his uh, millennial kingdom. And we're going to go through that. And as I said, there's so many different aspects to this. Um, and we're just covering uh, just one of them on tonight. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go into uh, revelation the 20th chapter 20th chapter we're gonna read verses one through three tell that neighbor said neighbor we in we in uh, chapter 20 now <laughs> we only got two more to go after this one what did he say and I saw an angel come down from heaven saying uh, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon. Who is that? The old serpent. Who is that? That's uh, which is the devil and Satan. So there's no question um, who he is and who's being bound. Now, we read back at the end of chapter 19 that the beast and the false prophet were thrown into the lake of fire. He's done with them. It's over. But he's going to bind Satan for a thousand years. Uh, What is that all about, Pastor? We're going to find out. All right. So, this angel comes down from heaven. He has this great chain uh, in his hand, he has the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he lays hold on the dragon, he's the serpent he's the devil, he's Satan, we know who he is, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should not deceive the nations no more till the thousand years be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. My God, now we're in the same thought. Um, now remember God's word. It, we didn't have chapters and verse uh, in the original uh, text. That's man's idea to chop it up. But we're we're co- we're covering the same thought. We're following right out of uh, chapter nineteen. We're going right into twenty. We're seeing what's happening, what's unfolding. All right. So Satan is going to be bound to keep him from deceiving the nations because God is getting ready to set up a time of peace. He's no longer gonna be allowed uh, to deceive the people. Come on, somebody. Uh, Deception is the order of the day, uh, and he's gonna be bound into that bottomless pit, and he will no longer, amen, be allowed to do his dirty deeds anymore. Amen. Master, did not thou sow good seed in thy garden? Who did it? I on, somebody. He's been sowing his seed and walking off. And then when it grows up, we see the destruction of it. All right. So why is Satan only going to be bound a thousand years? Well, God's not done with him yet. God's got a way that's mighty sweet. All right. So we see uh, Jesus, he's coming now. He's setting up his new government. Uh, He's setting up his new church system. Look at this. We're in the Revelation. Let's go to a four through seven. And I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. Now I want you to know this is the first time uh, when we've been in Revelation, we've only saw one throne in heaven. All right, now that he's come back and he's setting up, his millennial kingdom, we're now seeing multiple thrones because if we're kings and priests, we're gonna help him judge the rest of the world. So now we're seeing multiple thrones, uh, not in heaven, but on earth, all right? And I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. Uh, those individuals, those martyrs that were martyred uh, during the tribulation period, uh, God is going to raise them up, all right, and which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither received their uh, his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. Remember somebody, that tribulation period is going to be uh, what we call hell on earth. If you think you're experiencing that now, oh no, you don't have a clue. You don't have a clue. My God, they will go through hell on earth. All right. They lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years, but the rest of the dead live not again until a thousand years are finished. This is the first resurrection. My God. Now on that diagram of uh, that Bishop Herman, we have, Um, Now, how can these individuals uh, that are raising so late, we've had, uh, well, who was the first first one got up from the grave? Well, we had Jesus. (laughs) He was first fruits. Amen. He got up, said, all power, heaven and earth belongs unto me. Amen. And became the first fruits from the grave. We have had others. We had the two witnesses. We had the palm bearers. Uh, We had Lazarus uh, that got up, all right? But even this group, so how can these people get up and still be part of the first resurrection? Well, it's in sections, all right? All of those from the beginning of time all the way up into the millennial reign uh, that die and get up will be first, part of the first resurrection. Those that are uh, after uh, the millennial reign Will go right to the lake of fire, the second death, which have no power. You on somebody it has no power over them that got up in the first resurrection because the second death are those that stayed in their grave all right uh look what it says um. And I saw them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. All right? Those that got up at this time, this is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such the second death hath no power, amen? They stayed in their graves, that's the second death, but it has no power over those, that's part of the first resurrection. But they shall be what? Priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years is expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. My God. So God is setting up his millennial kingdom, uh, which he's going to reign that thousand years. And now he's added another 75 days and we're exploring that. Actually, that's a whole nother aspect that can be um, uh, explored as well. That could be a whole Bible class right there. What's going to happen in that 75 days, but we're covering most of it now. All right. So we're going to help him judge the rest of the earth. Uh, When he said, I saw thrones. Amen. And uh, now remember, um, we have only seen one throne set up in heaven. But now we are seeing thrones set up on the earth. All right. Because we are going to help him judge the rest of the world. Amen. All right. The martyrs are going to be brought to life. That's another thing that he's going to have to do during this uh, millennial uh, period, actually before the 75 days that before the millennial uh, starts. All right. And they're going to live uh, a thousand years during this time. Uh, The second death have no power. All right. So what is God doing? He's going to cleanse the earth of all evil. And there is a process. There is a process that he's going to go through. You know, we sing that song, when I wake, wake, wake up in glory. Uh, Well, it's not going to be that quick. (laughs) Uh, There's a process that we're all going to go through. And matter of fact, he's adding 75 days to the 1,260 days. Come on, somebody. All right. And we're going to go through what he's going to do. All right. When he sets up his kingdom, he's going to get rid of the uh, man's kingdom. All right uh he's going to get rid of corrupt government he's going to get rid of a false religion uh and he has uh bound satan so he won't have he won't have the authority or the ability to deceive people anymore amen uh and God is proving a point he's proving a point and that's what we're going to ferret it out on tonight let's go and read down to uh, verse 8 through 10 Because you're going to be surprised and shall go out to deceive. When he's released, he's going to go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog, those are heathen nations to gather them together to battle a second time. All right. Uh, The number of whom is as the sand of the sea. See, always in prophecy, always represent represents people. All right. These people that still remain, there's going to be a lot, lots of people upon this earth that God, we're going to help him sift out. And this is what we're doing right now. Um, uh, Sifting out those that are true to him and those that are not true. All right. So he's going to uh, allow Satan to be loose uh, from that bottomless pit. He's going to come out and deceive the nations again. The heathen nations, Gog and Magog, those heathen nations, to gather them together, gather the number of whom is as the sand of the sea, a number that it cannot be numbered. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints. Look at this, a camp of the saints about and the beloved city. Can you imagine that? And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Why did God do that? Now, as I say, there's a process. There's a process that he's going through uh, because a lot of people that say, Lord, Lord, are not going to enter in. Among somebody, and God is going to show us. He's going to actually what he's doing when he destroys man's systems. He's going to set up his own system, and let us witness and see what real peace, what real world peace would have been like had we done it his way. That's the whole purpose of of what we're. He's proving. Uh, everybody's going to see this. Everybody's going to understand this. on, somebody? He, he's going to set up the perfect government. He's going to uh, serve. He's going to be sitting on the throne on earth. He's going to rule with judgment on somebody. And, and we're going to go through this and I'm not going to give it away. Um, But uh, then he's going to lose Satan and Satan is going to gather up a group of people and come and and uh, try a second time to war against God. And God is going to rain down fire from heaven and burn them up. And then he's going to be put away permanently. Come on somebody with the beast and um the woman, the false prophet. All right, let's go back and look at this one more time. We're going to refer back to Revelation 19, uh, 19 through 21. And I saw the beast and the king, uh, kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet uh, that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. All right. He had already previously thrown them into the fire. But after this thousand year uh, of peace, and the devil comes back to deceive the heathen nations, Gog and Magog, now he's going to throw him into the lake of fire. Come on, somebody. Just to prove a point. God, if you will, is setting up like a uh, um a tribunal or a court. And what we're all gonna see uh what we could have had, and you'd be surprised at people um They can enjoy all the benefits and the blessings of God, yet they're still not on God's side. Can you imagine that? He said, with their lips, they honor me, but with their heart, come on somebody, "Uh, they're far from me. Come on somebody. Uh, So God is, and we're going to help him. He's going to sort out this earth. He's going to sort out Israel. He's going to to defeat Israel um the nations that come against him he's going to destroy uh that last uh false beast empire led by the antichrist he's going to sort out uh Israel he's going to divide the inheritance that's what he told uh Daniel uh i'm going to you're going to receive your part with the rest of them uh he's going to sort out the land uh for Israel the Jews. Amen. He's going to set up his kingdom. There's so much, so much that's that's happening at this time and and almost too much to even even cover. All right. So what does he do? The beast, uh, the Antichrist. Remember the um, unholy trinity. You have Satan. You had the beast and the false prophet. All right. Just as we have the Holy Trinity. Uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all of those three are one uh we had the unholy Trinity, which was the uh Satan, the beast, and the uh false prophet, which was the woman all right uh the beast, the Antichrist, all right, so that is going to be uh, destroyed. we saw that beast uh, cast into the lake of fire, so the government. Uh, Was destroyed. God is setting up now a perfect government. Can you imagine a government that actually works? A government that's for the people, by the people. (laughs) We try a lot of stuff, but you know, what is it? It's Babylon, it's man's uh, desire or attempt to set up anything without God. It's doomed. It's not going to work. So he's going to set up the perfect government. All right. Uh, the governmental piece of Babylon is destroyed. God is now showing us what government was intended to be uh, under his rule. All right. The false prophet, the woman that rided on rode upon the beast. Uh, the false church was destroyed. Now, God, what is God going to do? He's going to set up his real church. Amen. All right. The bride of Christ, what it should be, what it could have been on earth had we yielded unto him and did it his way. All right. So we know Babylon is man's attempt to do anything without God. All right. Uh, So he gets rid of the satanic trinity. He replaces it with the Holy Trinity. All right. And the reason he does not get rid of Satan, because God is not done proving his point. Amen. He has a point to prove. Uh, Man, just don't listen. We don't listen. God tells us things and we just don't listen to him. We don't do things his way. And sometimes we listen, but we're still disobedient to the will And the ways of God. And as a result, what did we do? We suffer. We suffer. So he's proven a point here. If we had done it his way. Amen. So after this thousands of years, he's loose. Satan is loose. And do you, can you believe? After witnessing all that we have witnessed, and we, we saw that in Daniel 12, he said the wicked are, con- are going to continually doing wicked things, even though they see the prophecies of the Bible coming to pass. The wars and the rumors of wars and the Antichrist and all of them that uh, got together to war against God and how God uh, defeated them by the, the sword that comes out of his mouth even after all of that, they're con- going to continue to do wicked things. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Alright? So, after Satan is loose, he gets uh, uh, the, a group of the uh, Magog and Magog, and they come to war against God. Amen? And God is going to do it all over again. This time, he's going to rain down fire out of heaven and to destroy them. Alright? And uh, this is to prove a point that I'm seeing over and over again right here on Earth. Uh, I'm, I've said this before. Uh, we saw Kevin McCarthy. We saw Lindsey Graham. We saw um, Mitch McConnell after the insurrection on uh, the 6th of January say that they were done with Trump. They Grown men. Supposed to be sophisticated men. this is proving this point <laughs> and, and you know people say, well you know, this is jumping off this page uh, to me in Revelation, this is the day and an exact time in which we're living in. Uh, when when that insurrection took place on, on January 6th and they came back uh, to the floor, uh, Lindsey Graham said, "Count me out. I'm done. (laughs) Mitch McConnell said, well, you know, Donald Trump did this. He incited this and their own lives were on the line. Kevin McCarthy, he got up and said the same thing. And I don't know if it was more than 24 hours. They're right back to where the uh, Kevin McCarthy went down to Mar-a-Lago and and met with Donald Trump. Uh, Lindsey Graham is saying we need him. To win back the house. (laughs) You were just saying you were done. This man was responsible. And this is exactly what God is showing us right here. The wicked will continue to do wickedly. Even as the Bible is being fulfilled. My God, I almost want to go back to that, that scripture. But those that are wise are going to understand. And I hope we got, we getting some understanding tonight. We see what's going on. Remember somebody? My God, those that are wise will have an understanding of the times. All right. So God is going to, in Revelation 20, um, God is going to deal with Israel. He's going to sort Israel out. Remember now, we're primarily a Gentile church. There's a remnant of Israel that's going to come through that tribulation period. Um, I'm going back to what Bishop um, um, uh, Paddock was saying about uh, those that were uh, sincere. He gave the, uh, uh, the example of uh, what if we got up tomorrow morning and all of the um, Church of God and Christ were gone and we were left here. Well, we would find out that we were wrong. But weren't we sincere? God was, is going to give them an opportunity. <laughs> but you're going to have to go through hell on earth. I on somebody. So there is going to be a remnant of Israel, those that have been sincere, that God is going to give them an opportunity to be saved. All right. Uh, And we get that from Revelation 20 and four says, and I saw thrones and them that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. That's us. The church, the bride of Christ that comes back with him. Amen. We're going to help him judge the rest of the world. Now, this is not the white throne judgment because that doesn't begin until um, Revelation uh, 20 and 11. You'll see it. The, the white throne uh, judgment. All right. So, God, we're going to help him judge and sift through Israel and deal with uh, those that are left upon uh, the earth. All right. Ezekiel said something about it. Ezekiel 20, 33 through 39. God is saying, I'm going to plead with my people. Come on, somebody. My God. And can you imagine God is going to set up uh, a a millennial kingdom, which he's going to sit on the on the throne upon Earth. He's going to uh, uh, make the he's going to turn things back to uh, Eden. I believe we have that scripture. Um, uh, That songwriter, uh, let's get back to Eden, living on top of the world. That's exactly what this is. He's going to plead with his people. This is the way it should have. You did it your own way, but this is the way it should have been done. All right, Ezekiel 20, 33 through 39. You all have it. Let's read. And as I live, saith the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with the fury poured out, will I rule over you? And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein you are scattered uh, with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with the fury poured out. And I will bring you unto the wilderness of the people and there will I plead with you face to face. This is, what we, this is the aspect we're dealing with. God is pleading with his people face to face. Like I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness, uh, in the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord God. God is going to give everybody every opportunity to be saved. And I will cause you to pass under the rod. And I will bring you unto a bond of the covenant And I will purge out from among you the rebels and them that trespass against me. I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and uh, they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. As for you, O house of Israel. Now he's talking. Now, just remember now. Uh, there's a mixed group. We are primarily a Gentile church. This is going to be the remnant that's left, but then there's going to be others also. And he's talking to them right now. As for you, O house Israel, thus saith the Lord God, go ye, serve ye every one his idols. And hereafter also, if you will not hearken unto me, But pollute ye my holy name no more with your gifts and with your idols. Let me explain that. Um, There is a group of individuals and what we're talking about in this particular um, uh, body of people, we can actually refer it to ourselves because he's pleading with us right now. Everybody right now is being given an opportunity to be saved. He's pleading with us. Judgment must begin at the house. (laughs) Come on, somebody. My God, we're in judgment right now. He's pleading with us right now. There are those individuals. uh, They were serving God, yet they were serving idols as well. So there's there's individuals that love to you know that come to church and and uh, you know they want to be uh, a part uh you know they' giving the tithing and, and and then the offering, but they also love worshiping idols too hello oh, somebody, my God, and we cannot uh confuse serving God uh, and then turn around and seek the pleasures of sin at the same time. And this is the condition uh, God was dealing with right here in in this verse. He said, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, go ye, serve ye every one his idols, and hereafter also, if you will not hearken unto me, but pollute ye my holy name no more with your gifts and with your idols. I don't need, I don't want your stuff, don't. If you're going to serve them, don't try to serve me, don't bring me no offering <laughs> if you're going if you're going to be a child of God, I want you completely and holy now listen, don't pollute my house, don't bring me no offering, don't try to serve me and serve idols at the same time and this is what God said, I'm pleading with them <laughs> and saying, listen." he's pleading with us right now. The same goes for us. You can't serve God and serve this world too and seek the pleasures of sin at the same time. It's not going to work, all right? And this particular scripture is talking about the second coming of God. God is going to sort out Israel, amen? Um, He is going to, Find out who's going to be true and who's not. All right. He's pleading with us right now. He's uh, separating the true Israel from the false Israel. All right. He's also going to divide up uh, uh, the Jews' inheritance of the land among somebody. He's going to do that as well. Uh, Joshua had a time trying to do that, but they never did really possess everything uh, that. They could have because of disobedience. All right. Uh, Remember what Daniel said in Daniel 12, 12 and three. What does he say? If you make it through the sorting process, look what he says. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. If you make it through the sorting out process, You're going to be blessed, but many are not going to make it, just like uh, uh, many are not going to make through the sorting out process that we're going through right now. Come on, somebody. You can't please God and try to serve mammon. Come on, somebody. You can't walk with God and run with the devil. God is saying, don't give me no offering. Don't, Don't pollute. Don't mix it up. There is no uh, 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 fence to straddle. Either you're for me or you're against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. All right? So if you're going to serve idols, go on over there and, and serve them. But if you're going to serve me I'm on, somebody, stop serving idols. Amen. And saints, listen, uh, I'm seeing a whole lot of stuff. People are involved um, in sin. Um, And, you know, we heard we find out more about people uh, off of Facebook. And I don't know why people go out there and put all their business out there. (laughs) I I really don't know. Uh, And, you know, we can see somebody out there that's doing this very thing. They're trying to serve God, but they're serving and seeking the pleasure of sin as well. And they'll put it out there on Facebook and you'll have saints will go out there and comment. You go. Oh, I like that. I don't get that at all. Come on, somebody. How do you encourage somebody to continue in something that you know is sin? And and if you're, you know, the Bible says if we get pleasure in in watching people, other people sin and commit sin, you're guilty yourself. If you're not going to give a word of correction, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, <laughs> you can't go out there and, and, and like people's posts and you know they're in sin. It just don't work. It don't work that way. All right, let's go to Matthew 25 and 31. Jesus spoke of the time when he's going to come. He said, you're going to see me come in my glory. He's going to do a lot of things in setting up his millennial kingdom, and he's going to plead with his people. All right, he said, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all his holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. Now, this is his throne upon earth. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats, and he shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of this world. My God. Now this is not his first coming, This is his second coming that he's referring to, amen? He said, I'm coming now with all of my glory. When he came, he came in a lowly manger, did he not? (laughs) Come on, somebody. Didn't have no room for him at the end, but he said, now I'm coming in all of my glory. I'm bringing my bride, I'm bringing my army with me, and I'm going to sit on my throne. Uh, We have that in um, uh, Isaiah 2 uh the second chapter uh let me see if i can find that Oh, guess i should get in the right book huh This is what he's setting up. No, that's not what I'm saying. All right, we'll continue. I'm, I'm not going to try to find that. All right. He said he's going to come in his glory. Uh, he's going to separate. Uh, and this is the part that we're talking about, the separating of the uh, the sheep from the goats. Uh, we're going to help him judge uh, the rest of the world. All right. He's going to sort out the nations of the world, um, those that are going to be uh, chosen to inherit the kingdom forever from the foundation of the world. Then he shall say to them on the left hand, go down to verse 41, depart from me, ye cursed, unto what everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Amen. Uh, Then he's, he's setting up his millennial kingdom. He's going to rule for a thousand years. All right. Uh, God is going to do a do-over, if you will. He's going to set up his uh, millennial kingdom. There's going to be no more sickness. There's going to be no more illness, no more depression, no more poverty. Come on, somebody. Uh, A time of peace where everything is going to work right. He's going to get rid of corrupt government. He's going to get rid of a false religion. Come on, somebody. He's going to set up his government. Uh, Then it will be fulfilled in Isaiah uh, 9, Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. It's the time when Isaiah's prophecy will be fully uh, revealed. What does he say? For unto us a child is born, a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called what? Wonderful, Counselor the mighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with what judgment and with justice from hence even forever And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. And he called it the throne of David. He's going to sit on this throne. But after the thousand years over, he's going to turn it over to David. But right now he's sitting on that throne and he's going to bring about peace. All right. He's going to bring about peace. I got a couple scriptures we need to get through before we end on tonight. Just to prove this point. And as I say, again, we're dealing with just one aspect. One aspect of the return of the Messiah. All right. He's going to judge with uh, righteousness. Isaiah 11, 4 through 9. Isaiah 11. But with righteousness, verses 4 through 9. Shall he judge the poor? And reprove with equity the, for the meek of the earth. He's going to make things right. He's going to set the record straight. He shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins. And faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Um, look. Look what also he's going to do here. And the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the suckling child shall play with the hole of an ass. That's a, that's a poisonous snake. Uh, a young child. Uh, God is going to not only is he going to uh, put right government in place. He's going to uh, get rid of false religion and put uh, the uh, real religion in place. He's even going to set nature. Just like it was intended to be. Back in the Garden of Eden, the young suckling child shall play with the hole in, on the hole of the asp, reach in there, and just pull the snake, the poisonous snake, right out of his den. Come on, somebody! Uh, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den, uh, that's another poisonous snake. Even harmony is going to be brought back uh, through the animal. A kingdom. Um, they shall not hurt nor destroy In all my holy mountain For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord As the waters cover the sea My God God is going to let us see What earth would be like Without the hatred The, the bigotry Come on somebody The racism The evilness of men, come on, somebody! And even in in the animal kingdom, for lack of a better word, there's going to be harmony among them. Come on, somebody! He destroys wickedness. He's going to have right judgment. He's going to judge himself on David's his throne, but it's soon to be David's throne. All right. Um, they're also going to be. Uh, topographical changes that are going to take place. And we're going to, we'll ferret that out in the scripture as well. But we see all of this happening and see all of this going on. And he's letting us know what it could have been like on, somebody. If first, the first man, Adam, didn't plunge men, the whole world into sin. All right, let's pick it up. Let's go to Ezekiel 49. Ezekiel 49, 8 and 9. What does he say? Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country, and go down into the desert, and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be what? Healed. My God. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth which moveth whithersoever the rivers shall come shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish because these waters shall come thither. For they shall be healed and everything shall live whether the river cometh. My God. He's talking about Uh, Bringing alive the Dead Sea. You all remember the time of Lot when he rained down fire? Well, guess what? Uh, Where all of that um, uh, soot, um, sulfur pockets, there's nothing grows there now. That's how we know that he did rain down fire. It's called the Dead Sea. Nothing lives there. You can't grow nothing there. The fish don't live there. Look what he says. I'm going to turn all that back around. Look what he says. Then said he unto me, these waters that issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which being uh, brought forth unto the sea, the water shall be healed. I'm, I'm going to clean all of that up and it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth and whatsoever the river shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish. Nothing can live in the Dead Sea right now. That's why it's called the Dead Sea. All right. But now there's going to be a multitude of fish. Because the waters shall come thither. For they shall be healed and everything shall live whether the river cometh. My God. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Now, listen, this is not heaven. <laughs> this is not heaven. This is the millennial reign. It sounds like heaven, but this is just the millennial reign. God is proving a point. He's, he's setting up um, a tribunal or a court, if you will, uh, letting us see what life would have been like. If you all had, you know, he he's destroyed uh, that final beast empire, you know, that did it their way. Now he's showing us what life could have been like and would have been like if we had just done it with him. Come on, somebody. All right, let's go to Isaiah 2. Isaiah 2 verses 1 through 4. And the word that Isaiah, the son of Ammon, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last days, this is the last days, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, Jerusalem. Uh, There is going to be geographical changes. Uh, the topography of the earth is going to change because now Jerusalem is going to be set up in the top of the mountains. It's going to be seen as the truth. Uh, right now we have everybody, you know, deception is going on. You got all kinds of churches, this church, that church. People don't know where what truth is. But at this time, he's going to elevate Jerusalem to the top. It's going to be the top uh uh the um uh the um, um topography is going to change on somebody and Jerusalem all right uh, this is the word that Isaiah the son of Ammon saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem and it shall come to pass that in the last days that the mountain of the lord's house shall be established in the top. Of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations are gonna flow into it. It's not gonna be this false religion that we have today. Come on, somebody! There's gonna be one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Come on, somebody! Everybody's gonna know. All the nations are gonna flow into it, and many people shall come, shall go, and say, "Come ye." And let us go to the top of the mountain of the Lord. We're going to go to church with you. We know y'all got the truth. We know Jesus is God. There's no more doubt in our minds. There's no more question. All right, they're going to go to the house of God, of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways. And we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people and they shall do what? What are they going to do now? They're going to beat their swords into plowshares. All of those people that was uh, uh, coming out to war against God. Now we're going to during the millennial reign, it's going to be the opposite. Now they're going to beat their uh, swords in the plowshares. And their spears back into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against na- nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. My God. God is going to exalt his holy mountain. Somebody, this is just not talking about spiritually, this is talking about physically. There's just going to be a geographical shift. He's gonna elevate and they go, come on, we're gonna to go to church with you. <laughs> we're gonna learn of his ways. Come on, somebody. Everybody's gonna know and understand. Come on, somebody. My God. In the last days, everyone will have knowledge that Jesus is God. His mountain shall be established at the top of the mountains. He's gonna be exalted above the hills. All the people are gonna flow into it. Amen. Uh, and it's going to be the reverse of the Antichrist when they were going to war out, war against God. They said, you know what? We're going to go back to, to farming. <laughs> My God, uh, we're not going to study war no more. My God, uh, if we go to. Um, let me see. See if I can find it in mine. um I can find the scripture that comes to mind. Yeah, let's go to Micah 4. Because he says the same thing. He, he's another prophet. He says the same thing that um, Isaiah says here. Oh, where were we at? We we're in, his, yeah, in Isaiah. Let's go to Micah. Uh, chapter four. Let's read uh, verses one and two. But in the last days, that's what we're dealing with now, it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be what? Established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and the people shall flow into it. And many nations shall come and say, come and let us go unto the what? Mountain of the Lord." and to the house of God of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the law shall go forth out of Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. My God, when he gets rid of all the false religion, he's gonna set up, come on somebody, my God, his religion, and everybody's going to know it because Jerusalem is going to be uh, not only spiritually, but physically elevated Come on, somebody. Let us go up. <laughs> this is the only thing that's going. All right. I don't want to run out of time. Um, Daniel 2. The fulfillment of Daniel's vision at at the end times. Look what it says, Daniel 2 and 44. This is supports the two scriptures we just read. And in the days of the kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand for ever. My God, all of those beast empires that we have studied in this uh, um, um, uh, study here: the Babylonian Empire, the Egyptian Empire, the Assyrian Empire. The Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, the Roman Empire, the last beast empire, which is the revived Roman Empire. They're all going to be crushed and destroyed. And God is going to exalt his holy mountain. Come on, somebody. Zion. And it's going to last forever. All right. Isaiah, let me see. 65. Uh, let me see. Did we read that one already? Or are we getting confirmation? I can't remember. All right. Oh, yeah, this is confirmation. All right. We read it in Isaiah 11, but let's go to Isaiah 65. Uh, put that one in your notes. Well, actually, let's go Isaiah 65, 20 through 25. There shall be no more hints an infant of days, nor an old man that have not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die at a hundred years old. If a child dies at a hundred, he will not have lived out all of his days. But the sinner being in a hundred years old shall be accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat of the fruit of them. Uh, They shall not build and another inhabit. You all remember when Gideon was hiding behind the uh, threshing, uh, the uh, press uh, threshing his wheat because the Midianites were going to come and get his stuff. Um, They shall not plant and another eat. For as of the days of the tree are uh, the days of my people. And mine elect shall um, long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I'm going to answer. Look at that. And while they are yet speaking, I'm going to hear them. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and the dust shall be the serpent's meat. Uh, He won't be nipping at your heels no more. And they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, saith the Lord. Tell that neighbor, wow. Just wow. When he sets, now we're still talking, we ain't talking about heaven. We're talking about the millennial kingdom that's going to be set up on earth. Amen. There is going to be an unprecedented era of era of health, uh, wealth, prosperity. Come on, somebody It's going to be no more you working and other people benefit. Come on, somebody. Jesus is going to prove that his plan uh, would have been the, the greatest thing that we could ever could have experienced if we had just followed it. Come on, somebody. All right, if if we had just done it his way. What we could have had right here on earth. All right? Um well, look at this. Uh, Amos 9. <clears throat> Amos 9 verse 13. <clears throat> He's going to um uh, exalt his holy mountain. He's going to revive the Dead Sea. <laughs> My God, he's going to get rid of all of the enemies. The animal kingdom is going to come back in harmony. There's going to be prosperity. There's going to be wealth. Um, look at Amos nine and thirteen. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the uh, treader of grapes him that soweth uh, him that soweth seed. And the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. All right, uh, what what is he talking about? He's saying, uh, 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 by the time you plow and plant a field, uh, the harvest is gonna come. You you put the plow man out front, and and the reapers are gonna come right behind him. It ain't gonna be no twelve months, three three months. You are gonna put some corn in the ground, and the and the person behind you is gonna reap corn. <laughs> somebody as soon as you plant grapes uh it's time to you don't have to wait for them to ripen it's time to stomp them and make wine my goodness all right uh Isaiah 11 uh this one we have already read he's going to bring back harmony even among animals we don't have to uh, read that one again all right you know um where did that come from, anyway? Where we like, you know, and I'm guilty myself. I I love watching um, uh, nature films and um, all kinds of uh, uh, whether uh, the two uh, the lion um, kills the uh, antelope or um, a hyena is uh, kills uh, you know, and even I when I had a um, a, a puppet. You know, people tell well if you feed them gunpowder, that make them mean. We want to make them fight. Where'd that come from? That's not what God intended. (laughs) He doesn't like the lion is chewing up the little lamb. God said that was not my intention from the beginning. That came from evil men, fighting dogs. That was not God's intention from the beginning snakes, poisonous snakes that bite and kill. That was not God's intention. Come on, somebody. The child is going to go in and pick up the snake, and the snake is not going to harm it. The lion is going to lay down with the lamb. That never was God's intention from the very beginning. Come on, somebody. My God. All right, let me see. I got one more scripture here. Then we're going back to um, Isaiah 51. Oh, that's that's it right there. Isaiah 51 and three. He's going to restore things just like they were in Eden. Isaiah 51 and three. Saints, listen, we are not talking about. We are not talking about heaven. We're talking about the millennial reign and we're dealing with one aspect of the, uh, of the coming of the Messiah. We will deal with one other aspect and then we'll move on. All right. Isaiah 51 and three for the Lord shall comfort Zion and he will comfort all her waste places and he will make her wilderness like Eden. Come on, somebody. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Come on, somebody. Anybody remember they talk about the times of Camelot? When you have uh, great leadership in place and everybody thrive and everybody's doing well, uh, they talk about the times of Camelot on this earth. What would happen if God would come and set up his kingdom? My God, He sets up his kingdom and he's going to plead with them. Isn't this better? Don't you like this better? Well, you'd be surprised at their answer. Let's go. This is our last scripture, Revelation 20. Revelation 20. And we're going to read it again, 7 through 10. After all of this, why didn't he lock Satan up from the beginning? Because he's sorting out the earth. (laughs) He's going to do all of this And look what happens. Verse 7. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to what? Deceive the nations again. Out of all of this, he's going to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle The number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Now you would think out of all God put together for them, this millennial reign and this time of peace, you would think, okay, well, there's only about a two, two or three crazy people that will go back to doing it Satan's way. He's going to get a number that cannot even be numbered. Can you imagine that? All right. And they went up to the uh, breath of the earth and compass the camp of the saints about and, they, and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Why didn't he get rid of Satan with the beast and the false prophet? Because he wasn't done sorting out the earth. He's going to do all of that can you imagine that? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's just crazy. He's going to set up his government. He's going to judge with righteousness all of the Dead Sea. He's going to revive that. There's going to be uh, uh, unprecedented health, wealth, prosperity. If, you, if, you, if a child died at, at, at 100, uh, you know, he wouldn't have lived out his days. My God, Uh, life expectancy is going to explode. This is a thousand years now. Yet when he loses Satan for that little bit of season, he's going to gather up a number that have witnessed all of this, and they come on. Let's 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 fight, and they're going to team up with Satan and come against the saints. And the holy city, and God is going to rain down fire out of heaven. And we're all going to witness this. I'm pleading, I'm pleading with my people. Come on, somebody. And even after pleading with them, he's going to rain down fire and destroy them. And then Satan, (laughs) that old serpent, the devil, He's going to go to the lake of fire, but not until God proves his point. My God, back in Daniel, back in Daniel, the wicked will continue to do wickedly. I don't care what I do for him. Even all of this prophecy that's coming to, uh, to fruition right now. The wicked, they're going to witness it. They're going to see it. But they're going to continue to do wickedly. Somebody ought to say, Lord, have mercy on me. My God, I certainly don't want to be so deceived that God will go through all of that. And then I'll turn around and team up with Satan. Now, Now, you know. Uh, don't get too indignant now. I never do that because, wait a minute, he's pleading with us right now. Whose side are you on? All right, saints. God bless you. God keep you. Hopefully you all are enjoying Revelation. Remember, if you have questions, uh, send them to me uh, via um, email, and I will certainly uh, get to them uh, and I, I want everybody to understand this prophecy, this revelation, because it's revealing and making sense. There's a rhyme and a reason to the craziness that's going on on this earth right now. It's all lining up <laughs> why people do what they do. Come on, somebody. My God. And he told Daniel, this is not for your time. This is going to be revealed unto them at the end. And that's what God has just revealed to us on tonight as he's setting up his millennial kingdom. And we all witness it. Yet when Satan is loosed, they're going to team right back up with him again. My God, when the insurrection is all done. And the dust is settled. They team right back up with Donald Trump. That's what we're reading. That's exactly what we're reading right now. All right. um, It's offering time. Thanks. You all know how to do that. If you're under the sound of my voice and you're not saved and you want to be saved. Uh, before it's ever listening too late, please give me a call, 734 477 6891. Give us a call. We have ministers on staff uh, that will um, share with you what thus saith the Lord. We'll pray with you. Uh, we'll meet with you, baptize you in Jesus' name. And God, a great big God that will fill you with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. God is getting us ready. He's getting us ready. Amen. For that great getting up morning. Amen. Certainly I want to see him. Oh, I want to see him. I'm wearing, you know, uh, seven is his perfect number. <laughs> That's me y'all. I'm wearing his perfect number. I want to be one of his perfect people. Amen. And I hope you do too. I hope you do too. God is getting us ready for that great getting up morning. Amen. And certainly he said, we're all going to see him. He's going to set up his kingdom and he's going to plead just as he's pleading with us right now. So if you have not, if you have not prepared yourself, call us, call us, call us. The Lord is soon to come. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer And we want to encourage each and every one of you uh, to whatever you do, saints, whatever you do, stay saved. Stay saved. God said, you can't serve me and offer unto idols, too. (laughs) And if you want to do that, don't bring no offering to me. Mm -mm. My God, you got to choose. Choose you this day. And somebody said, as for me and my house. Where's Sister Val at? We gonna serve the Lord, amen?